Hello, friends. My name is Joe Irwin Bettner, and this is the Eyes on Oklahoma podcast. On today's episode, Chris Plank, the voice of OU Sooner Softball, stops by to chat with us ahead of the NCAA Regionals, which begin this weekend. Yes, folks, postseason softball is here, and the Sooners are the top overall seed nationally uh, in, the, in this year's NCAA tournament. They, uh, they host uh, Texas A&M, Minnesota, Prairie View A&M. They get through this weekend. They'll move on to Supers. They get through that. They'll get back to the Women's College World Series where they'll try to defend their 2021 National Championship. Uh, but don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Chris Plank kind of breaks down what's uh, what's been going on with the team lately. Uh, Oklahoma has had a, an electric season, has been dominant um, in Big 12 play, is coming off of a loss at the Big 12 tournament, but uh, still looking good as they kind of get into this part of their season, which is where typically Patty Gasso's teams thrive the most. So we uh, appreciate Chris Plank for stopping by to offer his insight. He's as plugged in on OU softballs, just about anyone. So uh, we appreciate appreciate him and uh, we appreciate you for listening to the eyes in Oklahoma podcast which if you're not aware is available on all major podcast platforms and if you're using that apple podcast app we would greatly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating and review it helps get the word out about the show so without wasting any more of your time here is my conversation with chris plank how are you doing plank joe batner i am good how are you I'm doing great. It's uh, it's softball time you. in Oklahoma. Look at you. You're happy. You're not in the day-to-day grind. Got the uh, black polo on. My gosh, I envy you. I'm just, I'm just I corp- envy you, Joe Bettner. It, it's corporate, man. You got to <laughs> go with the the Nike black golf polo. So uh, uh, I went with the t-shirt. You see my t-shirt? Paying homage. Creed is good. I love it. It's the it's the only piece of Kansas City Chiefs gear that I'm allowed to own. Uh, <laughs> and our spotter Andrew Shepard bought it for me. Because I'm a Raiders fan and he knows I love Creed Humphrey. So uh, it's also one of the few shirts that fits me well. So I can actually see wear it in public. Kind of makes you look like you're a little buff. But the, the YouTube not live subscribe. The, not le- exactly. The YouTube not really as far it. as the collared shirt, right? Not, not I, I'm not cool enough for that. But yeah, dude, I appreciate you having me on. Really, really pumped up to talk some Sooner softball with you. Well, I've already talked to you up in the intro, but Chris Plank, the... Uh, the voice of OU softball, busy time for you uh, around this, uh, you know, around this time of year for Oklahoma getting into the NCAA tournament, top overall seed, fourth time in program history. Uh, Plank, just you've been doing this as long as you've been doing this. I'm, I'm curious just to kind of start off with weird Big 12 tournament <laughs> did yeah. not quite did not quite go as planned. Uh, but what is uh, for you specifically being the on the on the radio call and you kind of get into this mode of like now it's now it's the real deal. These are the games right. that truly matter. Uh, what's it been like following this this group in particular that has seemed unbeatable, but then obviously Big 12 tournament, uh, they, they took a little bit of a setback. Well, I got to go to Hawaii, so that was awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to I try to lie about that. You think about, you know, if, and, and there is a good core of fans, Joe, that does follow this team on the road beyond his family. And it's really cool to see. And you, know, you think about the places that they've gone over the last you know decade to to go to Mexico, to go to Palm Springs consistently, to head down to Florida and play in Clearwater. There's nothing that's going to top that trip, I think, in my sports history ever unless the Raiders call and say we need you to call the Super Bowl tomorrow so it was yeah I, I hate to just focus on when you say the season once a minute I just I keep I get a little nostalgic about this time of the year with the season right and you think my gosh it's already almost over I was there's only three weeks left and you hope there's three weeks left 
So it's just been, it's been an amazing ride from that Hawaii trip where you break the record to, you know, two weeks before sitting with Patrick Dunn in Houston. And I, I, I hope the audio never lives anywhere, but when she hit uh, 94, cause it was her second on the day, literally we both were like, Oh, she, she might do this now. And I think I even called 93, 92. Cause it was just crazy. She had a four home run weekend. So thinking about the madness of, Oh my gosh, she might break this record here on a Sunday against Texas state. Uh, then to see it play out the way it did to watch this team, just ride an incredible, um, an incredible streak to start the year. Right. And, and beat some really good teams and to see that kind of profile of this program grow, Joe, it's, it's been a wild ride. I, I don't want it to end. I was going to say, I mean, the you talk about the profile of the team. Uh, we've been doing Zoom press conferences with with you know Patty Gasso and the players, and it looks like ESPN camera crew has been kind of following them around. Just the the, the attention that they're getting on social media has been, uh, and obviously, like you know, it's it's just kind of a sign of where the program's at. But when they lost Oklahoma State. You, you could see people celebrate like as if Alabama yeah. football had just lost um, and it was a big deal. And I, I think that Oklahoma for what it was, and I think that, you know, Patty Gasso has touched on like they're at the top and they have to act like they're at the top. You're not the, you're not the underdog anymore. People, right. people, I think people are tired of seeing OU softball uh, win national championships, but they obviously have a, have a great shot again this year. Uh, the, the offense and the defense has kind of really come along and that they've got a pitching staff. That's good uh, to kind of go and to, to, to start with the pitching staff, though, um, I'm curious just from your perspective, and I'm not asking for any big intel unless you'd like to offer it up on this medium. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the big question I think a lot of OU fans want to know right now is about Jordy Ball. I'm curious, when did you learn that you know she was unavailable for the weekend? We, um, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I never, even whenever I had heard that Jordy might not go this weekend, um, there is a part of me that and and if you've listened to a couple of the radio shows I've done on the ref, I've kind of hammered this home. Physically, I don't know if I've seen a female athlete quite like her. I mean, she is um, unbelievable. And I would even take the gender off and I'd say athlete quite like her, right? I, I don't want to categorize it. That's how impressive she is. She's regimented. She's um, on fire for softball. She is a workout warrior. It's, um, I don't think she would mind me saying like the gym and Dane, some of their strength guy could probably attest to this kind of her sanctuary, you know, but Jim, she loves to work out. So whenever I had first heard it, um, let's see, first game was on a Friday. I think that there was some rumors about rest that, um, I had heard maybe on like Wednesday and, then whenever I talked to coach pregame, I, you know, you, you couldn't help it. I mean, there's some incredible sleuths on the internet from looking at Instagram videos and pictures. And I look like she was doing this with her arm whenever I was, you know, watching her in warmups. And I, I won't lie to you. I'm running down and I saw what everyone saw, right? I saw the, the, the Twitter feed that I, I, I don't know who it was, but it was pretty wild to see it sprout up with all these, alleged inside information pieces. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? And, you know, I'm jogging down to the field to talk to Coach Gasso. Um, and a guy, he goes, hey, you know, and you, I, I run through the stands because I like to say hi to the families. And that's an important relationship for me. But some guy grabs, he goes, hey, is Jordy hurt? 
And I was, I'm not going to, I was kind of surprised because I guess it hadn't really materialized in my mind how that was out there in the ethos. You know, that was something that everybody saw and had been rumored. So, uh, you know, I, I was watching her like everyone was following everything she did this weekend. And, you know, you just keep that hope up that, hey, she's, she's going to be able to battle through whatever she's battling through. But yeah, I, whenever coach officially committed to saying, hey, Nicole, or excuse me, Hope Troutwine starting game one, that's when I was like, okay, all right. So they're really going to rest her this weekend. And let's hope that Joe, she's better for it because she is phenomenal in the circle. I was going to say, you've uh, just kind of the OU softball you've seen. OU has never been really short on on great pitching, but she has taken it to a different level. But as a staff as a whole, I mean, Hope Trotline and Nicole May are no pushovers. I think that there are numer- there are more places than not that those players would start at if they weren't in yeah. Oklahoma. You're um, right. Just the way that this team has come along, I think the, the first part of the season – Offense was kind of the story. They were beating, you know, kind of like in 2021, they were they were beating teams by 20 runs and they were, you know, putting mm-hmm. up big numbers. But I think the defense is, uh, the defense was a little bit in question. And it's kind of a crazy thing to say when you have a player like Grace Lyons out there, who is just one of the most remarkable shortstops I think college softball has ever seen. Um, how have you seen this team grow just as far as just kind of looking back at what they were in February? It's just kind of crazy to say that they have gotten better as the season gone along because they were really good. <laughs> I mean, they're right. really good in February, but they have gotten better. What's it like seeing that kind of growth from from February to now? Yeah, and and it's fun. You know, it's it's really fun to see. Um, you know, it's it's wild because I was I was trying to pull it up, but my record my record keep keeping system kind of hit a flaw this week, so we've got a few folders to fix. But my, uh, you know, I was I was trying to dig back real quick to remember the numbers for Nicole May in the Super Regional last year. I mean we talk about the growth of the staff in 2022 and what it's become this year, you know, in 2021, G Warris didn't even pitch in the super regional. Right. So to me, knowing what that team accomplished last year, I look at this year's and that when people are like, Hey, why, how is this different? What, what separates this team? Joe, my constant reaction was they, they're pitching it at an elite level now, you know, it's, and, and if it's, Jordy Ball getting hit. You know, she got hit a few times, right? She got hit against Texas. She got hit against Kansas. Um, you know, they, and, and it's so unfair because you say she got hit, like she gave up two hits, <laughs> which is normal for 90% of uh, 99% of pitchers in any sport. But yeah, um, their growth has been phenomenal. It is a credit to Jen Rocha and the job that she does. Joe, if you ever get a time, and well, I'm, I don't know if you have or not. If you ever get a time, debrief with her. She is she's so smart and she explains everything in a way that I mean simplifies everything. So if she's doing that for me as a as a broadcaster and as a fan of the sport and someone who wants to get everything right, can you imagine what that's like for a pitcher, right, who's going through something? The job she's done with Hope Troutwine is phenomenal. Um, you know, Nicole May has continued to mature. I, you know, we'll see kind of how Nicole can grind the rest of the way. I'm just I think. The pitching staff improvement and the confidence that you can still have, even with the unknown availability of, of Jordy Ball, I think Joe, that's a that's a big time testament to Jen Rocha. I was going to say uh, I spoke with Jen for the first time when she got the job 
uh, and have not really had like a sit down with her ever since then. She's um, great. But yeah, no, I mean, she's very cool demeanor, uh, which I think is kind of reflective of the, the, the team that they have. I mean, you, you look at Oklahoma's pitchers and, you know, as many times as uh, I, I think people would probably be amazed. And I know you've seen more softball than anybody or more of softball up close than anybody, but you know, the, the amount of jams that they get in and are able to kind of get out of these situations, like you would think they're just mowing down lineups, you know, and but they, they, they go through their battles. Um, yeah. But they, that, that's the thing that's impressed me is just that poise. And, but then you see it on the other side of it with the offense. Uh, it's obviously been a terrific year for Jocelyn Allo and, you know, TRA Jennings and, you know, Lindsay Elam has made it, has made a case for just you know, being has. a super important part of this this team. Um, as you kind of look at this uh, this group, kind of just to turn it to you know the regional this weekend, which will be in Norman. They'll have uh, Minnesota, Texas A and M, uh, and Prairie View A and M. Are just it's always just one of those things where you you expect Oklahoma to to get through this weekend, get to super regionals. But mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything for you in particular that you're, you're interested to see how this team, and I'm assuming just it maybe just might be as simple as how they respond to the loss. At yeah. Yeah. Can I go, can I drill deep here? I mean, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to nerd out too much. This, this is this eyes is... on Oklahoma, man. We're not okay, all right. corporate newspaper. We're... Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> good, good, good. So here is, here's my, my thought. And this, some might get mad and say, you're putting the cart before the horse. And I'll say, you're right. I am. I want to see how they play Sunday. You know, I think that um, they've been an incredible Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday team. I want to see them close. I want to see them close on Sunday. Um, I don't want this thing to go a fourth game. I don't want this to have to be this team. And it has the ability to do so. Um, Joe, I think we've seen it all year long. I want them to close because they've been an incredible, and I'm going to use Friday, Saturday, Sunday for this uh, argument's sake. They've been great in the first two games of a series. Um, and, and listen, we can nip. I think they put 20 on tech. I think that, you know, they destroyed Iowa State finally in their third game of the series, but kind of struggled that second game against UAB. Maybe should have lost that third game to Baylor, lost that third game to um, Texas didn't play all that great in that Saturday game against Oklahoma state. Needed a grand slam from Jocelyn Allo to save the day. Um, did, did lost in the big 12 championship game. So that, that's me going a little deep. That, that's been one thing that has always, you know, for this team in this year, and I'll tell anyone that'll listen and I tell, and I listen, coach doesn't care what I think, but and I always say it's the weirdest thing because my thought would be you'd get an ACE out on a Friday that might baffle you a little bit and you struggle and, and adjustments that's happened a few times, but by sat- Sunday you're crushing and like the exact opposite has happened uh, two or three, four times this year. So uh, that's what I'm excited about because I think they're, I think they're the best. Um, I, I, I really, really do. And they have to show and by the best, I mean, I think they're the best team in the country. They just have to show it to the finish line, through the finish line, break the tape, you know, none of this just kind of, all right, now we just, no, let's freaking go, man. You go into that super regional, having made a statement where um, it is the fear of, of the softball gods that you're coming into Norman, if you're UCF or if you're Michigan or whomever, and you are facing a team that let's, again, we don't know about Jordy that might not have a day's pitcher, but you're facing the nastiest offense in college softball. And I want to see that attitude, 
all weekend long, and I think it's going to be there. I'm glad that you said that because it's a thought that I've had a little bit just as far as that they've almost cheated death uh, in a lot of ways this season. You know, the, the Utah game comes to mind. They, they won that 2-1. It was a Sunday at like 10 a.m. Uh, the, the Tennessee game uh, where they, they had to go to extras. And, you know, it kind of, I think, balances out a little bit with, you know, kind of the games that they've they've been able to steal. But, you know, they're not undefeated by any means. Right. Um, they, they've lost teams and that are, you know, I, I don't think that are better than them, but are capable of beating them. Um, and I, I wonder just from the when you look at this team that there's a lot of there's a lot of leadership or there's a lot of veteran leadership you you have a lot of staples of this program like Jocelyn Allo, Grace Lyons, Lindsay Elam um but you have a lot of youth a lot of a lot of players that haven't gone through I love I love uh one I don't know it's not necessarily a pattyism but you know she talks a lot about like they don't know what they don't know they they need right. to get in these situations have have you seen that like just as far as just when you look at this team is it still kind of is it, I, I guess maybe surprise you just like how good they've been considering the amount of inexperience and youth that they have. Yeah. Um, it is kind of wild when, you know, and, and, and maybe there's a part of me that sees five super seniors. And I think people automatically think, well, pff, they got a ton of experience out there. Um, their shortstops played a lot of games. Their third baseman's played a lot of games. Their second baseman's played a lot of games. They, you know, at first base, you had, you know, a little bit of a question. Riley Boone was out of the box her freshman year, but didn't play a lot of games. Alyssa Brito wasn't in an Oklahoma uniform last year. You know, you start getting into kind of the bench players. You're, it's a, it's a interesting note. And those freshmen that have come in wide eyed, you know, the Hannah cores of the world, and obviously Jordy Ball's on a different level. But yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising. You know, you look and there is a certain part of this team that, you realize some of these, Hope Troutwine is a great example. Here's a super senior that has never seen anything like this in her career. And that's not a knock. Again, I don't want anything to be um, aggregated out of that. But Chris Plank (laughs) says, Hope Troutwine uh, never experienced fun like this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Coach Shed. We've actually blocked all of the aggregators. Um, Okay, good job. Good job. We have a very extensive legal team here at Isaac, Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this is new for her. And I'm just, I'm so in, just pumped. I'm intrigued. I'm, 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 I'm fired up to see how this team responds because, you know, I think, I think they've got the chance to really do something pretty special. And I, you know, when they lost, bro, I mean, people were like mad at me. It's like, you're negative on the post game show. So when you, you were too positive about things, I'm like, what the, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. I apologize. But if you want to yell at me, yell at me, don't yell at the girls. Um, but I just, it's, to me, it's wild to think that they've lost two games all year long, two, and they're still able to play with a chip on their shoulder going into the postseason. That's, it sucks to lose your rivals, man. And I, listen, I, I, I understand we got to give it to states, not our state anymore uh, by rights of, I don't know, the social media manager, not our state anymore. But yeah, it's just it's wild to think that you're able to get that kind of motivation and it sucks to lose that game. But to dial back in that refocus, that's that's pretty big time, man. I know it sucks, but it's it's a pretty rude, but I think challenging introspective moment when something like that happens. And I think this team is going to they're going to rise to the occasion. I think I got to ask you, you have 
50 ish radio shows. Um, yeah. a lot, a lot of things going on. Do you consume a lot of college softball outside of Oklahoma? And if so, what are you seeing from the rest of the country this year? I consume a lot of it because I want to be smart. Like I want to learn the game, but also because I love hearing what other analysts have to say and learn from other play-by-play people. And then in that, you know, I can, I fell in love with Tennessee this year and I fell in love with Tennessee because I saw him in person. And then I watched him a couple of times. Um, so then I can turn that and say, wow, okay. I learned this from watching Tennessee. Um, am I right? Am I on, on the right lines with some of the people that are around the team? And, you know, I like to share opinions with, you know, guys like Jake Scroggins, who's the equipment guy and Whitley Simmons and, and Rayleigh Pogue and Pat Don. We love to talk about what's going on around college softball. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I consume a lot. Um, I, I really have been. I, I'm going to stick with Tennessee. Um, I can't tell if Florida is this team that's a sleeping giant. I think Alabama struggled to get their offense going all season long. Oklahoma State's got to get its offense into another gear, but minus um, minus their ace, ace picture, uh, Miranda Elish, I mean, Morgan Day has stepped off big time. So I think there's some teams that you know we're used to seeing in Oklahoma City, but I, I think we could see some surprises. I really do this year, like we did last year with James Madison. It's going to be a fun uh, few. You you mentioned earlier, just like the next three weeks, but it it dawned on me that it's going to be four now with the extended oh, women's college point. world series. I mean, it Oklahoma is going to be playing all four. I mean, assuming they get to uh, the championship series, they will be playing that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, you have already kind of you know laid out that you think that Oklahoma will repeat, um, but as you just Go into this mode, man. I mean, is there anything else just that you kind of look at this team and and think about just, you know, what what, what do they have to do to get there? I, I think is kind of the, is kind of what I'm asking. They gotta they gotta hit it a little better. And that seems so dumb. I, I was pulling up the stats. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. Um I was pulling up the stats just before you came on with me, and my my favorite number on this team is one hundred and twenty five home runs while their opponent has seven. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, even think about the the run differential, 463 runs this season. Their opponents have scored 45. So to me, and and I, I hope I made this point on my local show well, and Joe, you can fine-tune it for me if it sucks. But I think the great thing that I've noticed about this staff is that they're not ever, and this team, and I, I say this staff, I'll throw this team, you don't ever hear we better pitch it better or we we better do it better. You know, point of faith. They don't point fingers, right? They don't. And they never have. And, you know, it would be easy to say, well, <laughs> bases loaded walk. But then it would have simple. You could sell each other and go, well, lead off hitter aboard in the bottom of the seventh with one, two and three coming up. So instead of doing that, which seems to dominate social media right now, um, that's not what this team is doing. Right. That's not where they are. They're not saying, how dare you X player for throwing a wild pitch or how dare you Y player for not getting out of the rundown or how dare you Z player not getting that two out hit. They're trying to find ways to fix it collectively. This group works together maybe better than any team I've seen. And I think you see it sometimes when it's someone walking off and they debrief and that debrief isn't quick. It's usually. Here's what she's got. Beware of this. Watch this out of there. Um, it's what we saw in film. They are, I mean, uh, consistently 
fired up over their film study and they got a lot of tools at their discretion. I think JT doesn't get enough credit sometimes with, and he doesn't want the credit, but I think he doesn't get enough credit sometimes with the attention he puts into the film work and watching him just going through slight things, you know, great example earlier this year, Lindsay Elam was struggling. They, they changed her swing just slightly, just slightly kind of changed her point. And she went on a big home run tear. And whenever maybe teams caught up to it, they adjusted again. So it's really, it's a team that's not going to sit here and say, we got to pitch it better. We got to hit it better. We got to play defense better. We got to whatever. It, they get it. It all comes together. And I know Coach Gasso, um, I know she's driven, man. I am. I think you're going to see this weekend, Joe, a team that's going to put on a show. I think you're going to see bases being stolen. I think you're going to see hit and runs. I think you're going to see squeeze plays. I think you're going to see first and third. I think they're taking the restrictor plate off. And um, not, that, not that it was ever on. But just maybe there was some of those opportunities and they were a little bit patient about it on Saturday. I, I just I don't think that it's a situation where you're going to see anything but their best heading into this weekend. And I'm I'm here for it. That does it for today's episode of the Eyes in Oklahoma podcast. Once again, very much appreciate Chris Plank for coming on and sharing his insight on Oklahoma softball. It was a really, really good conversation. So hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll be back again next week. Once again, Eyes in Oklahoma is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you're not already, uh, we would love it if you subscribe to the newsletter as well. Just go to eyesinoklahoma.com, and you can get signed up for free updates Monday and Friday, and you can unlock bonus content throughout the week by signing up for a paid subscription. So we greatly appreciate all of you that have uh, supported the site and the podcast uh, through, you know, work coming up on one year. It's been a lot of fun, y'all, uh, but we're getting into uh, one of the best parts of the sports calendar, which is postseason softball. So thank you all once again for listening. My name is Joe Irwin Bettner, and we will catch you next time.